Civic Center. Actually, Fantone and myself both will be there Saturday from 3 to 5. We'll get choked up at those tickets. We'll also talk to one of those guys coming up on Friday. Second we'll annual Hall of Fame City Comic Con. I'm excited about it. Yeah. No, it's good to see that they, things going well. I guess there's like five Marvel and DC artists going to be there. It's one of those things they always talk about. Like, oh, you know, more stuff in Canton, more stuff in Canton. It's good to see somebody tried something. It was successful, and they're and bringing worked. it back for another year. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, he advertised it here last year and this year, and so you know what? That, like that, 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 that seems to work. So we'll get you hooked up with Factory of Terror tickets, Hall of Fame City Comic Con tickets, and then there's a, apparently, I have a pair of concert tickets, but I'm not allowed to tell you what they are until, what, it, what, it's 730, 7.30, right? 7.30, Concert announcement. It's been on his website for six months. <laughs> don't you announce it before seven thirty? I don't know why radio hasn't gotten together with promoters and figured like the digital world out like that yet. Like I don't know why. I mean, tour schedules are put out like a year in advance. Quit pulling up behind the cord, the curtain back, dude. We can't let them see all of our <laughs> secrets back here. Seven thirty, big concert announcement. Here's what I'm gonna tell you, Ed. dude. At seven thirty, you get the announcement, and you'll have nothing but a good time after <laughs> I give it to you. You'll have nothing but a good time when I give it to you. So we'll get you hooked up with tickets to see that as well. Fantone, I know you went to Mohican over yes. the weekend, buddy. How was that? Um, dude, it was absolutely incredible. It honestly was. My uh, my girlfriend's family, it was her stepdad's 60th birthday. Oh, so nice. They kind of put together this surprise trip for him, and you know, it was honestly... Be careful with surprise parties late in life. <laughs> next oh, thing you know, yeah, 100%. next thing you know, it could be a gurney trip. Um, you know, but he's retired, and you know, he was, he was just told to get into the car, and he had no idea where he was going, and it ended up, we stayed at this just absolutely amazing cabin. Um, the house or the cabin was really nice. Like, there's no question about that. Um, but the prop- all of you stayed in the cabin. Well, it was six of us, and it was more, it, this wasn't a cabin. I mean, it was like a three bedroom, like three bathroom. Like, it oh was wow, very much you know, you all had your own bathrooms. Yeah, and there was a big oh, like okay. there was yeah, a that- big big common room, and and you know that's much better. And an absolutely beautiful yard is kind of the whole thing that was that was really great. Is we didn't even have to like leave and go like hike or anything. There was just like there's woods and there's a pond and there's you know it was just a treehouse and all these different things that were just like you know. When I say treehouse, I mean like one of those ones you see on a TV show. It wasn't like okay, all right. It wasn't like it wasn't like when you were twelve years old and you nailed together some two by fours. Yeah, like, yeah, I mean this was like one of those legit like awesome treehouses. Um, so it was. It was great. It was a great family weekend. Like I, uh, that sounds I, good. The weather was great. Even yeah, the though, weather was good. Even though it was ninety degrees, I never felt like I was like, oh my god, I'm dying. Right? I mean, like at no point this weekend did I feel like I was like. No, I mean, I played golf all day Saturday, and I mean, it was hot, definitely. I mean, I put sunscreen on and the like, but no, it wasn't like miserable hot. I think it was that lack of humidity in it. You know what I'm saying? It's that fall time air. It was still warm. Little wind. I mean, there was a decent amount of changing of the leaves down there when we were there. Like, it was was just an an awesome weekend. Um, And, uh, you know, I'll I'll go back to that place for sure. Man, yeah, that sounds good. 250 a night. Yeah, that's worth that. Two fifty for three bedrooms, dude. Two fifty is a hotel room. Whoa, whoa, whoa. it was two fifty total for three bedrooms a night. Yeah, two fifty a night. Oh, I thought you were saying each couple Mm -mm. put in two fifty a night. It was two fifty each night. Oh yeah, that's really. It was awesome, dude. I mean, it really was. It was one of those things that, like, yeah, that's good. You know, it was a family weekend, so it was kind of like you know, I got a little drunk on Saturday, but it wasn't you know getting like blasted. But I thought to myself, I was like, man, if I had friends, dude, I would be down here next weekend, (laughs) like two fifty, like. Yeah, I often have that thought. (laughs) Like, Like, dude, if I, dude, if I could tolerate other people, I just had somebody that wanted to spend some time with me. I would be drunk down here with someone. So no, that sounds good. Um, yeah, it was. It was awesome. What's the story about your weekend? What happened? So, uh, let me. See here. Friday night, actually, uh, Friday after work, 
my buddy Dustin and I, the yeah. the Browns faithful Dustin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which buddy? He's back all out. Like I did. I I think I got him convinced. We'll get there in a minute. Okay. But Friday, right. dude. That was the saddest thing I saw yesterday. I'm not gonna lie. A lot of things happened yesterday. That was the saddest thing I saw. He and I went and played some golf, and then after that, I actually ended up downtown. Okay. And we were in, but his buddies uh, were in a band that was uh, playing Buzzman. Of course, dude. I think everyone has a buddy that's played in a band at Buzzman, right? I so mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I finally got to try Macho Nacho. His like like taco truck that's out in the back of uh, Busman, the newly um, opened, yeah, and it's awesome. Like it's real. It, it, that might be the best thing Mike's done yet, really. And that's saying a lot. That is. I, I told Mike the other night because he actually I saw him there and like so we sat down. We ended up having about a half hour conversation. We were talking about a couple of different things. Actually, it looks like he and I might go into business together. Jeez. And uh, you know, I, I said to him, I was like, dude, everything you touch turns to gold. Everything. Like I like I can't believe how good this came out. And so like that was really good. But it played second fiddle to something I saw at Buzzman that I now love. Okay. I so they say to me, like his buddy's band gets done, my buddy Dustin, his friend's band like wraps up, right? And so we're all on the patio, we're eating nachos and that kind of thing. And somebody says, You should stick around and catch this headliner. I was like, I don't know, it's Friday, it's kinda late. I played golf all day. I'm right. like kind of tired. I don't know. And I said, Well, what is it? And they said it's a it's a full metal BG's cover band. What? But it's like 80s what? metal. It's okay. like so they're like and I was like, what? And so we start watching it, expecting it to be awful. Yeah, that sounds terrible. I mean And it was awesome. Some some songs, don't get me wrong, lend themselves well to metal Grease covers. Was really good. Really? Grease was really good. I uh they I, also did a, it, it's called like they're called tragedy. Right, and um, it, it's like a, a Bee Gees cover. It's like the Bee Gees and Beyond, and so they did a little like uh, they did some Bee Gees. They did Country Roads, Take Me Home by John okay. Denver. All right, and they did a little Rod Stewart. They did Do You Think I'm Sexy by Rod Stewart, and it was so good. I guess when you think about it, though, disco music and that kind of would lend itself well into if you just translate everything over into metal. I just never would have. I never would have been like, all right, Bee Gees. We need a. We need some sort of cover there. I wouldn't have thought about it. Right, I wouldn't have thought to do it, but I was standing there and I wanted to hate it. And all of a sudden, I just kept watching it, and I was like, "Oh my god, I like this!" And I'll tell you why. It was like finding Steel Panther before Steel Panther became okay. like, yeah, yeah, "Yeah, I get it, Steel Panther." Because to be honest with you, dude, I'm over Steel Panther. I mean, I've known about them since they were metal school, and it's just like, you know, now I'm kind of over it. Yeah, I mean, they've lost a lot of the luster there. It's kind of like Wheeler Walker Jr. It's like finding Wheeler before anybody else knew about Wheeler. It, so that's what it felt like. I was like, oh, my God. I just stumbled across the new Steel Panther. And they were really... So I go to the merch table. Dude, they got five albums, this band. I, I just And so I streamed. I didn't buy anything. Right, but I did stream them through our iHeartRadio service. They, okay. You can find Tragedy on iHeartRadio. Okay. And I found myself doing that That's... over the weekend. And dude, I listened to like three. Dude, they have an album. This is how great this band Tragedy was. They have a band. They have an album called "Where We Are Humbled by Our Greatness," and like that made me laugh. Like I was like, "All right, you guys got me." And sure enough, they were great. They have this weird thing where this guy dresses up pretty weird, and his name's Lance, and he's like the boy, like who like is I don't know like takes care of all them and that was really weird like I didn't need Lance who who would have ever thought that the 80s Bee Gees metal band would be weird you know yeah. what I'm saying like oh never would have guessed it but 
you know how like Steel Panther wouldn't be good unless those guys could actually play a little bit right. and actually sing a little bit? Like right. this is the same thing. Like these guys really? could play and they were really good. Yeah, like I kept looking at Dustin all the way through it. I was like, dude, I can't believe this, but this is really, really good. You you, you said it kind of to start this conversation, and everything Mike touches turns to gold. Everything that's, he does. That's the beauty of Buzzbin, is that like sometimes you go, and it is just one of your buddies' buddies' bands right. up there, like strumming through crap, and other times you go, and it's like, oh my god, that was the most awesome thing I ever saw. He knows what he's doing. I, 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 it's wow. weird, cause dude, if he would have said to me, yeah, I'm going to serve nachos, and then these guys are going to come wow. out dressed like warrant and they're gonna sing the Bee Gees, I'd be like, dude, wow. I'm staying home. What are you talking about? But everything he touches turns to gold. And then Saturday, dude, we had the Stansbury Cup out at Zor. Yeah, give me the rundown, yeah, buddy. Yeah, so my partner uh, ducked out last minute, so I, I okay. so I so I got to fill in. My friend Kelly stepped up, and we played okay, okay. but not not well enough to win. Like, I started the round out a little slow, picked it up in the middle, and then by the end of the day, it was just kind of like, all right. Like, I've just, I don't, I don't have it. You were carrying her uphill, I'm sure. Is she a good, not a golf enthusiast, I'm sure. Like, not not on your level. Um, She sort of, I don't know what their situation is, but she, I don't want him to kill me, but she, uh, (laughs) dude, her and HJ date. So, like. So okay, he's kind of okay. taught her how to hit a ball well enough. Okay, so you, you know weren't I mean? you weren't you weren't distracted by your penis during this at all. No, 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 no. No, I was changes the dynamic. No, I was just distracted by my awful golf game. Like, no, no, no. But she actually she played pretty good. We actually used her shot more than a few times. She was pretty good, but um, we just did not have enough good swings in the bag to finish it out and win. But uh, but I it was fun. I've already agreed with Brad from Zor to do this again next year with them. And, uh, you know, the, I want to thank the Firehouse and Zor and obviously Rock 106.9 for helping me make that happen. And a lot of people asking, are we planning on doing another golf tournament next year? My plan is to do that. And uh, I'm, I'm working with sales to see if we can get that done. A lot of guys hit me up and like, dude, I want to play, but finding a woman that plays golf is kind of hard for me. Let's do it soon, baby. Let's try to get that done, sales. I'll go through the bullpen. I'll get them going for is you, that, Sansbury. Don't is you that worry, right? Is that, is, that, is that what's going to happen? I got you. Is that what's going to happen? We'll get you guys hooked up with those Factory of Terror tickets. That's 645 this morning on Rock 106.9. There's a ball driven to deep right field. Hanniger's going to watch this one sail into the seats. And the Indians on one swing of the bat take a one nothing lead. Lindor's 33rd home run of the year. Wow, man, the Indians still red hot. Kluber winning, what, his 18th of the year the other day? What is it? I think Vantone told me during the break, third time in four years he's done it. Third time in four years he's done it. I think this was the um, 10 or more batters. This was the 15th time he struck out 10 or more batters Jeez. this season. Uh, it, dude, it's just crazy. It really is. Um, I know throughout the season I've been cautiously optimistic about the Indians. I just, getting back to the World Series is a hard thing to do. It is. But man, oh man, does it feel like it's happening now. It does. Yeah, it really does. I mean, like, it just, every time you turn it on, every time you check the score, every time you look at your phone about the Indians, it's like, oh my God, they're on fire. I told everybody before the All-Star break, after the All-Star break, they will start to click, they will get it together, and they will start to look like the team that they were last year, like they can compete for the World Series, and here we sit. I know with so many things going on in sports, it's going to be tough to get all the questions in you want, but when we talk to Scott from Waiting for Next Year, I totally want to see what he thinks about the Indians, what's going on right now. Yeah, we will probably start with Tribe with him. We, we got to leave enough meat on the bone for the NFL thing, obviously. It's a meaty bone there. And uh, coming up at 7 o'clock, we'll obviously address the NFL as well before we talk to Scott. I also want to talk to him about this, actually. And I'm interested to hear your opinion on this. Is because apparently the Chicago Bulls and Dwayne Wade have agreed to a buyout, which pretty much 
what says Dwayne Wade's going to hit the highway and come here, right? He's on the, the Cleveland Cavaliers are on the very, very short list of teams that are, uh, Dwayne Wade is going to be headed to. And I think it's pretty likely and honestly all signs kind of point to is that's what's going to be happening. Doesn't this kind of screw Chicago a little bit? Not like I care, but like, why would a team agree to a buyout just as, so you can end up going to a team that is going to hurt you? Um, Because they know there's no real harm in the Cavaliers there. The Bulls aren't looking at this as like, well, we're going to contend while the LeBron window's open. They know, point. they know at this point they're building for after LeBron's retirement or after he leaves the East or, or whatever that case is. Um, but, yeah, you're thinking five years down the road. Yeah, instead of looking at it, you know, because they're not going to win with Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade on his own is not enough to win basketball games Too anymore. Old yeah. Too old, you know, and I mean, at this point, is just not the player that he once was, but that's not the role that he's not going to have to come in there and carry the, you know, carry the franchise. They'll come off the bench you, for us, right? You, you saw Chicago, you saw Chicago give up, not on their season, but you saw Chicago give up on the immediate future with Jimmy Butler leaving. So, like, yeah, I thought that move was crazy. I mean, but they knew that they didn't have what it took. So you gotta, it's, it's better to be honest with yourself and say, all right, this relationship isn't working. All right, this job isn't working. All right, this isn't working and starting over as opposed to like, oh my God, I can't believe I have to have sex with her again. You know what I mean? I wish we would have been able to find a way to land Jimmy Butler. I think he's special. I think he's probably, you know, something that you would want, but I understand why we didn't. I also saw Carmelo Anthony got moved. Yeah, he, uh, he got traded out to Oklahoma City. Is that going to be enough to contest with Golden State? I don't necessarily think. So I, Carmelo Anthony is much in the same position as Dwayne Wade, and I would have taken both of those dudes, um, but either one of them would have been inappropriate or, you know, it would have been acceptable to me. Um, I'm kind of glad it's looking like Dwayne Wade over Carmelo Anthony just, me because, too. just because he has the experience. He probably has a little bit left or a little bit less left in the tank, but he has the better miles on him. Yeah, been bigger and yeah. Big, bigger, and huge games. Yeah, you his, know what I mean. He's he's got that down. Already played with LeBron. I mean, he's a champion. Knows like, what it knows what it is. To, I, I think Carmelo would would honestly. I know he and LeBron are friends. I think he would frustrate him on the court though. Where Dwayne Wade's already kind of had to go into that role where it's like, well, this is LeBron's team. Let me just help him get what he needs to get done and knows how to speak the language already. You know what I mean? Like Dwayne Wade's taken the LeBron James Rosetta Stone already. Like he knows how to. Speak it. Knows how to play with him. Knows how yeah. what he's going to expect from him as a teammate and all of that. So, um, if I'm a Cavaliers fan right now, which I obviously am, I would. I, I, it's not. This isn't like Dwayne Wade from ten years ago. Oh my God, this is definitely a championship run. But it's a huge piece on the bench. It's a huge piece, but it does feel like. I agree with you. He's no longer the player he once was, but it will feel like to a lot of the fan base that you've signed a marquee name, and I and. If you lose now, I worry that like it doesn't matter what the fans think ultimately at the right. end, but they are going to bury you if you continue to sign stars and can't win. Well, I, I think you can make the same argument when Derrick Rose signed on, and it seems like expectations on that have yeah. have at least simmered a little bit. I think people are, are realistic with what he's going to be able to do, even though all reports saying Derrick Rose playing really well when those guys are out there in California together. Um, but it, yes, I will agree with you that it feels like a marquee player because it's a, one of those one of those names. He's a name. He's a perennial all-star. Yeah. He's one of those guys that gets voted on the all-star team just because he, he is who he is. Um, but you know, when you look at it, all you can do at this point is 
plan for the year that's in front of you. And the Cavaliers last year lost because of the bench. That's why they lost the NBA championship. It's not because the starters got outscored. It's because the bench got outscored. And if you've got Dwayne Wade able to go out there and play 15 solid minutes for you and just shred through a second unit and just, yeah. you know, just what I'm saying, and just instead of having instead of having Richard Jefferson out there and instead of having guys, you know, that are are are, are you know, just not that player. If you were if, if, if he was the starting two guard, if that was the plan, I would be very apprehensive about it. But he's not going to be. He's not going to play starters minutes. He's going to split time with J.R. Smith. And, and, and he's better than most second units in the NBA. Of course he is, Yeah, dude. I mean, yeah, when, if you put him in the right role, he will definitely be beneficial. And he'll still be out there with studs. He'll still be out there with Kevin Love. He'll still be out there with Tristan Thompson. But if for LeBron, So he's going to look even better. If LeBron can take a little bit of a breather during the playoffs, and there's still somebody out there who's capable of scoring and capable, I mean, you know, of, of making stuff happen on an elite level for a limited amount of time, and it's his best friend, I, I have no problem with it. I feel good about it. We're going to touch on this again at 7 o'clock when we, t- when we deal with the whole NFL thing. But LeBron obviously clapped back to the president, who I guess disinvited invited Clap Steph Curry. Like, I like it. He, uh, he, 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 I guess, what, the president disinvited Steph Curry yeah. to the White House because Steph said he wasn't going, and so then Trump says, well, then I'm rescinding the uh, invitation, and then the what LeBron tweeted out and called him a bum. Yeah. Called it, like, you bum has been, like, the whole thing over Twitter. Now, at first, I'll be honest with you, when I saw the tweet, I was like, oh, I don't like that. But then again, I had to pause, and before, like, reacting to it, I had to think about it. I want to be able to call the president an idiot when I think he does something wrong. Right. So what? The, why in the hell would I put a different standard on LeBron James because he's LeBron James? Right. I want to be able to use this microphone and be able to to express my my distaste for some for things I see around me, and that's what Twitter is. It's a microphone. Now I don't love everybody having a microphone. I've been clear on that. I think Twitter's done more harm than good. But ultimately, at the end of the day, I can't hate the guy for what he said. Ultimately, at the end of the day, you're not in control of all microphones. Right. You're in control of this, this microphone. particular microphone. Right, exactly. And so I want to be able to say what I want. And so I guess at the end of the day, then I have to leave that open for other people. We'll obviously get into the NFL protests and what they mean. Ultimately, here's what I'll tell you. I'll spoil it for you. Screw the tease. I'm just going to tell you. I think most of you that are talking to me about how you're going to protest NFL games, I think you protest the first five minutes of the first quarter so you don't have to see the national anthem, and then you're going to end up turning the game on. That's what I think. Now, I don't know that. I kept saying I I feel like the NFL ratings are going to be fine. Turns out now they've been down, down, down pretty much all week. I haven't seen the overnights from yesterday yet, but my guess is that they're going to be down, as there was a bigger, uh, you know, airing of expression yesterday than we've seen in weeks, uh, you know, prior. So it'll be interesting to see what those overnights are. But I I think most of us don't have it to, to, you know, to go all, you know, all year on that. And I feel like the NFL got a little lucky yesterday in the fact that there was upset city, the games were good, all that kind of stuff, and you know, you got positive of stuff happening on the field, but we'll touch on that at 7 o'clock. I will tell you this, that my uh, my NFL bet of the week, Kansas City covering the three on the road at the Chargers, yeah, that happened. Yeah. Won some money yesterday. Your boy's pretty happy about that. We'll get you hooked up with these Factory of Terror tickets. That happens next on Rock 106.9. Please relax. This will be painless. The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. We will weigh in on the NFL protest from yesterday at 7 o'clock. We're also going to give you these factory of chair tickets here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625 on those. This happening over the weekend. Three men stormed into our North Canton Walgreens Friday. Apparently, Fantone, what they did is they jumped over the pharmacy counter and they demanded pills. They threatened to shoot the clerk 
Had never showed a weapon, though. Never brandished the weapon. Uh, the suspect described as black, two of which had dreadlocks, then ran out of the store and sped off in a black Honda SUV driven by a female. North Canton police are investigating the aggravated robbery, which occurred at 6421 Market Avenue. Again, this was North Canton, Walgreens, where this happened. Obviously, anytime that something like this happens, it's terrible. I, I feel awful for the for the pharmacist or whoever was behind the counter getting told they were going to get shot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's a that's a terrible. Had to be a scary day. Um, you know, this is one of those things. Though, I'm surprised it doesn't happen more often, and I'm almost surprised that farm- the street like, value of pills. Right. Absolutely. I mean, like I'm surprised that's like, what this was. They they were looking to rob the pharmacy so that they could sell the drugs. Yeah. When you when you rob a or to fix their high, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean. Dude, my guess is it's three people. They left a driver outside. This feels a little bit more orchestrated than I need to get high. Let me rob this store. It feels like this was a criminal enterprise. I'm going to go with column A and column B, but I, I, I see. Oh, yeah, maybe hit, take half, sell half. Well, sure. At, 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 the, okay. at the very least, I mean, this is all kind of fueled by addiction, and that's undeniable. Um, it, well, yeah, somebody's addiction. Some, otherwise, right. otherwise, the bills wouldn't be worth money. Right. So, yeah, I got that. So at, at this point, I mean, like, you know, you just think that, number one, this story would happen more often. And number two, I can't believe that CVS is and, you know, Rite Aids and all these different places. I can't believe there's not armed guards there like can't afford all it. the time dude it, it, i mean I, my guess is is that you start looking at let's take cvs right or walgreens this is have who this happened to be how many stores they have nationwide i mean giant eagle does it yeah you know what i mean like i mean gas stations do it like do they really there's some gas stations that have a guard there like an off-duty cop yeah i guess it, it's one of those things i'm just this is purely guess but I'm guessing that it's amount of locations. Again, Giant Eagle, not a national chain. I'm thinking that Walgreens is looking at it like, well, there's we have X amount of stores in every state in the country. And if we only put guards at certain ones, now we're in trouble for doing that. Now we're in trouble for like, well, wait, there's no armed guard in North Canton. And look, you needed one in North Canton. You know what I mean? So if you start putting them in certain neighborhoods, now Walgreens racist. And now they make you feel like you're living in a police state because you put them in certain neighborhoods and not other neighborhoods. I'm willing to bet it's a little bit of all those things where it's like it costs a lot of money to put an armed guard in a store. And for how many stores you have, and if you only put them in the places where you think you may need them to start it, it's you're going to be you're going to be examined by the Twitter mob that is 100% real on your on your reasoning on why you're putting them in certain places. But I would agree, given the street value of pills, I can't believe this doesn't happen every single day here locally. Maybe it does, maybe we just haven't heard about it, but uh, it did happen Friday. North Canton Police are still on the lookout for them. If you know anything, contact uh, the North Canton Police Department. We do have a pair of tickets for the Factory of Terror, which I believe is already open. Uh, normally they start, what, Thursdays, I believe, is when, when, when they open. Thursday, Friday, Saturday is when, when that whole thing goes down, I believe, if I remember correctly from last year. But uh, they're already open. We'll send you with a pair of tickets now. We'll take caller 20, 1-800-243-7625 on those. And we'll weigh in on the NFL protest next on Rock 106. Barry Show on Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com at 8 o'clock. Get his take on the Indians. Find out what's going on with Dwayne Wade and the Cavaliers. And obviously, we'll weigh in on this NFL thing, which is what we're going to weigh in and talk about right now. Is there an NFL thing going on? Yeah, there's a, there's a little bit of an NFL thing going on. So much so that our president, President Donald Trump, spoke up about it. We have his quote. Here it is. Wouldn't you love to see one of these NFL owners, when somebody disrespects our flag, to say, get that son of a bitch off the field right now, out, he's fired. 
He's fired! A little chain of USA there. So Trump, not a fan, not a fan of uh, of the NFL protests. Would like to see owners fire players. I um, I think that's strange. Um, I understand that that's how a lot of the audience feels. I f- I think it's strange for a president to say that. I don't. I'm not going to go so far as to say it's wrong that he said it. Um, he's entitled to his opinion too. And th- this is what this is the one thing that drove me crazy in this whole thing is that everybody's so pissed at what Trump said or the fact that he said anything about it. You think really that this many people are going to take an issue with this country, have something to say about it, use their workplace to say it, and then the leader of the country isn't going to say anything? Really? Yeah. Really? That stupid. If you didn't think he was going to have something to say about it, then you're an idiot. Of of course he's going to, and entitled to, and, you know, can use it however he wants to. Nothing wrong with what he said. Uh, That's his opinion. The problem I have with it, though, is when you're standing up there as the president and telling places, well, you should fire these people, I mean, your opinion means more when you're the president. And what you say as the president means more than just spouting your opinion. It doesn't mean more to me, but I'm, I'm sure to some people it might. So I'll take your point. It doesn't mean more to me, but it does. It probably does to some people. And I, I, I think of all presidents, people have learned to kind of ignore this dude's opinion. Um, so the NFL then did what it does, right? It reacts in kind, and we saw a bunch of different versions of this yesterday, and it looked like a mishmash of like confusion, and nobody knew what to do, and what's the best way to do it, what's the wrong way to do it. And like I said, when this whole thing started with Kaepernick, This is landing as anti-military for most of the country. It's not landing as a protest against police brutality and inequality in this country. It's not landing that way. And so at that point, you got to change your system. And yesterday, I don't get this. I don't get that the compromises will stand, but now we're going to link arms together. At the end of the day, that's... Dude, you look like a kid who got like a toy taken away from him. Fine, I'll play with this one. Like, that's what you look like. At the end of the day, if you want to protest, then protest. But don't, like, find the way that it won't, right? I mean, at the end of the day, you're still standing for the national anthem then. What's the difference? You can't just stand there. You have to use your platform, which, by the way, it's not your platform. It's not. It's your place of employment. I understand that players have the right to say and act and, and like, have the opinions that they want. I'm not sure, and I, I'm not, notice, look at my the wording I'm using. I'm not sure they have the right to do it on the field. The NFL has afforded them that right, obviously. Yeah, they're going to look the other way. It's going to be interesting to see what the NBA does now because you're not allowed to do this in the NBA. I mean, this is just like any other business. The NFL gets to decide whether, you know, it's appropriate or not for you to act a certain way at work. To me, it looked silly yesterday. I'll be honest with you. It did It did, did not raise my awareness of what's going on in the country anymore. It's been my complaint about this from the beginning is that no further in-depth conversations about inequality are happening. All we do now is argue about what the players are doing. No further investigation. No further. But by the way, did any NFL broadcaster bring up the numbers of police officers shooting at minorities yesterday? Not once. 
the conversation of inequality is not being progressed, excuse the pun, down the field. And that's what makes it annoying for people. I don't care what these guys do. I don't kneel, stand, whatever. I don't care. I like professional football and I'm going to watch it. I had a guy yesterday, a guy named Kevin, tweeted at me and said, dude, I'm done and I won't spend any money with people that advertise with him. And I asked him, I said, dude, I'm asking you for clarification. I'm not attacking you. But you're telling me you took the time to look over five networks that carry the NFL to make sure everybody who's advertising, not just when the NFL's on, but at the end of the day to everybody who's advertising with them no matter what? You, I don't know if you have the wherewithal to do that, nor do you have the ability to then then like cut off all the businesses that they own that you don't know about. They do have, I just Googled NFL sponsor list, boycott sponsor list, and they do have at least like, hey, here's a website, which is like, I mean, you've got essentially every big company in America. In America. I mean, and I don't uh, know how you stay away from them. Uh, yeah. I mean, you've got Nike, you've got Pepsi, which makes a bajillion different products. Right. You've got Verizon, you've got Bridgestone, you've got Campbell's. I mean, Yard, Pepsi like, is Pepsi, if I'm not mistaken, is also KFC. It's also Taco Bell. Right, they own all those. Well, they make a bunch of other food products as well. Right. It's not just Doritos like, is part of that. It's not right? just Pepsi and Diet Pepsi. Frito Lay is part of got, that. You've got P and G, which is on everything. I mean, if you use cosmetics, Procter and Gamble, that's all over the place. Obviously, it's an Ohio the, company too. The, the beer companies: Microsoft, Apple, McDonald's, Papa John's, Ford, Visa, FedEx, just all, all of them. I just don't know how you do that. Maybe you can. I could never do that because I don't. I honestly, that it's taking too much time out of my day to figure that out. That's not even factoring in like local sponsorships of like Giant Eagle and you know the official you know sponsors of the Cleveland Browns radio network. I mean, like you really would be spending all day making those decisions on like, well, can I buy this or not? And odds are, you wouldn't be able to buy stuff. No, you're not going to be able to buy things. So, like, if you don't want to watch the games, okay, don't watch the games. But. I'm not like pissed about what they're doing. It just looks silly to me because it's well, a it's not helping your cause any. I I really don't think it is because like I I've been saying this for over a year. Where's the further in depth conversation about this? There never is one. Sixteen different news stations with an hour long program every Saturday and Sunday night. Not one of them doing exposes on it. Not one. But they'll talk to twenty seven football players about it and then never have the further conversation. It is not working. You've been at it a year. And and the mentality is that the, the noise from the sidelines is, is that there's still a ton of inequality in the country, that it hasn't gotten any better. So if you've been doing it for a year and it hasn't gotten any better, what does that equate to? It equates to what I'm saying. This isn't working. No chance that racism's a five-year plan. Hugh Jackson is, but racism's not. Racism's a much longer than five-year plan. But Fantone, if it was going to work, you would start to see it. It would the, the snowball's been moving downhill at a year and it hasn't get, and it hasn't gotten any bigger. I think people would disagree with you. Who's I mean, going to disagree with me? Should you can disagree, but show me the facts that it, I'm it, wrong, it, and nobody can do it. It went from one person to 200 people yesterday in a year. Right. Okay. Okay. It's 200 people are now doing the in thing to do. What's happening on the other side? I mean, Colin Kaepernick has made a ton of moves when it comes to uh, teaching teaching minorities. Right, you're talking to me about a guy who doesn't play in the NFL. Okay, I mean, then Michael Bennett's a prime example. What's he he done? Look at what he's done. He's done a ton of things. What has he done? What has he done? He's accused the Las Vegas Police Department of inequality, and his own lawyer came out and said it wasn't racial. That's what Michael Bennett did. 
if this isn't a big deal to you, then what is like? What do you? I mean, I, worst case scenario is there's still wheels. I'm right? saying I don't care. But what I'm saying is, is that at some point you have to start to figure out that what you're doing is landing as anti-military, not anti-cop, right? And the NFL's not going to give you a month to protest police officers. They're not. I don't care what anybody tells you. They're giving they're, you a season. They're not going to give you an entire month as like activism month. They're not going to give it to you. And. Do you think this continues all year? Because I don't. I'm willing to bet half of these guys by the end of it are just like, you know what? I'm saying, dude, I think what you're going to see is a lot of what happened with the Pittsburgh Steelers yesterday, which is they're just going to stay in the locker room and stay out of the conversation. Except for, by the way, one guy who served in the military, came out of the tunnel, put his fist over his heart, and like addressed his country and showed respect for it. And honestly, people love him for it now. And I think that was a very respectable thing Me for him too. to do. I have zero issue with that. But Me the Steelers too. didn't do that yesterday to stay out of it. The Steelers did that as a form protest. No, Mike. Dude, no, 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 no. I heard the pregame conversation with Mike Tomlin. He said, we are staying in the locker room to remove ourselves from the conversation. That was Mike Tomlin's quote into the TV camera. I watched it. I heard him say it. They, we are staying in the locker room to take ourselves out of the conversation. We have chosen to do that as a team is what he has said. I, I, at the end of the day, I agree with you. I don't care what these guys do. I genuinely don't. I just don't understand that being the case. I don't care what you do, whether you stand or you don't. I, I, I don't understand the anger behind this. I just don't get it. I'm not angry. All I'm saying is it's not working. So I mean, do you, like, it's I, not. I feel, I feel like you're no, angry, though, dude. No, I'm not angry. All I'm saying is that it's not working. People say to me, well, 200 guys did it. Yeah, more NFL players are getting you, are doing you're it. You're this worked up about something that is spinning their wheels. And, like, here's the deal. If you don't care about it, and, like, if people who are going to say, I don't care about this, I don't care about this, well, like, well, then what are we all, why are we screaming? I, I just, to me, it's landing as anti-military. And I've been trying to tell people this for a year that that's the way it's landing. And if this, if this was my point, as a communicator by trade, if my, like I remember I did this last Friday, my opinion kept getting misconstrued. So what did I do? What did I do? I changed my approach to the conversation. I changed the verbiage I was using and made it abundantly clear what I was saying. So I could no longer be misconstrued. And that isn't happening. I understand a lot of these guys are donating their money in the off time and this and that, and I love that. And honestly, I said when Michael Bennett became the new face of this, this is the face of this that you want is Michael Bennett, not Colin Kaepernick. Because Colin Kaepernick is being led around the nose by his girlfriend, and that's where this whole thing started was from Colin Kaepernick's girlfriend, not Colin Kaepernick. I like Michael Bennett, and I believe that there's inequality in this country. And I don't believe that most NFL fans have the wherewithal to sit out and not watch games. And I think the NFL got abundantly lucky yesterday when the fact that all these games were upsets and a bunch of games were close and teams lost who shouldn't and all this stuff, and the games were great. If you watched that late game yesterday with Cincinnati and Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers did what Aaron Rodgers does, and it was like, and there it was. I was like, this is why I love the NFL right here. I'm not going to stop watching it. It just, it looked to me, every team's doing something different. This guy's kneeling, this one's standing, we're going to lock arms, this owner's locking arms. It just looked like a mishmash of, I don't know what to do. It looked like a mishmash of, I don't know what to do, this problem's huge, but pay attention to it. We don't know what the answer is, but pay attention to us, scream about it. That's the way it looked to me. I want them to be able to say what they want to say. But you got to understand the American public when you disrespect the flag or when it appears that you are disrespecting the flag, it's going to land as anti-military. And you just got to understand, dude, a huge part of your fan base is pro-military. 
when it comes to the flag code of the United States, there's nothing that says specifically you have to stand. There are things where you shouldn't be using it. NFL, on a regular basis, uses it, it in that case. In a way that you shouldn't. Yeah. Right. No, the NFL makes money off the military. So, I mean, like, isn't there a little bit of, are you really that pro-military? Or, 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 or is this just an issue that you feel like people aren't doing what you want them to do? I think people are mad because they're not doing what they want them to do. And like I've said from the beginning, just stop doing it. Stop playing the anthem. Flip the coin. Play the game. I mean, I think that'll work. I think that turns everything worse. But um, I, I just feel like at this point, this is an emotional hot topic for a reason. But it becomes, it all comes down to how you feel about things. And when we talk about your feelings, I just don't know if that's enough for me to tell people that they don't have the right to do something. I, dude, look, people can do whatever they want. All I'm saying is, is that it's. I'm just. When, when are they going to stand? When are they going to figure out? Like, dude, our plan's not working. Like, so let's readjust, right? Like, it, let's, let's take the NFL protest as a company. Let's say it's a Fortune 500 company, right? And they put a new CEO in charge that's doing all this stuff, and it's actually driving attention in the opposite direction. What do you do? You reshift. And you figure out how to get the message out the right way. They're absolutely right about what they're saying. There is inequality in this country. I just don't think you're going to achieve it by football players kneeling before the national anthem. You're not. Do you? I mean, do you have an idea of what that solution is? Or no. Like, you know why? Because nobody does. Well, so I mean, so, so we should all just stop. So what? Well, let me. No, I'm asking this question: Is awareness all they're after? If awareness is all they're after, then it's working. I think with if I, they want solutions, this isn't going to do it, and you know that. Because if it was going to do it, it would happen by now. You know what would happen? Vice would come out, or HBO would come out, the news sources would come out and be like, here's all the facts. But normally what happens is when you start rolling out the numbers, it doesn't always back up what all the NFL players are saying. By the way, the letter that they sent to the NFL Players Association, sent to the NFL, had the police killing Trayvon Martin. Which did not happen. These guys, some of them are ill-informed. And that's why a lot of the American public's like, you know what, dude, I'm out. I'm, I'm angry. I'm heated up because I'm trying to show you how to reach these people that you want to reach that you're not going to. You're not going to do it. But I don't care what they do. The games are still good. I'll stop watching football when the games are bad. That's when I'm going to stop watching. And that's when I feel like most of you will stop watching it. If awareness is solely what you're after, then it's working just fine. If solutions are what you're after, this is not working, not even one little bit. And that cannot be argued. Cannot be. I've searched high and low. Not one instance of anything moving further down the field than what's happening. All we do is bitch about the athletes. There's no further in-depth conversation about police inequality in this country or police brutality in this country. Not one. Good job, America. Well played. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with Medus. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here for the Wake Up Auto Family. Stark County's largest pre-owned dealership. That's right. They are Stark County's largest pre-owned dealer. So no matter what kind of car you're looking for, make, model, price range, whatever it is you're looking for, the Wake Up Auto Family will have it. The Wacom Auto family found me exactly what I was looking for. I wanted a pre-owned Honda Accord, and they found me one well within my price range. Now, here's the other major thing that I love about the Wacom Auto family. 6.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Brett Michaels, 
making his way back into town. We'll get checked up with those tickets here momentarily. I was nervous, dude. I was thinking it was before 7.30. Nope. I didn't know if you could nope. make that official nope. concert nope. announcement. Nope. Jeez. I waited until 7.30 to have my good time. Nothing Jeez. but nothing but a good time, actually. We'll get checked up with those tickets. December 29th is when he plays. I believe that's Hard Rock Roxino, is it not? Yes, it is. Look at that. So I'm taking a lot of messages during the break about NASCAR now, I guess, is weighing into this NFL protest saying, look, these guys aren't allowed to do this. And let me tell you what's going on there. A, inequality not really hitting the NASCAR uh, drivers and their families' community like it does probably the NFL, is my guess, right? The inequality issue probably not handling, probably not affecting cold trickle. As a a full-throttle, card-carrying libtard, I'm going to disagree with you there. It's a different kind of inequality that faces that audience. Okay. A different kind. I'm, I'm just saying it, it is I, to say that white people and like poor people don't have a struggle. That's not true. Okay, it's not. Fair. That's it's not. Fair. But it's a different struggle that we're talking about. Everybody's here. got a struggle, but I feel like the issues that the NFL is trying to bring up and that Kaepernick kind of started. I don't think are that the, those particular issues are affecting the NASCAR brand okay. and their, their racers and their okay. families. Right. That's, so I think that's that, fair. I think that's probably part of it. Also, you got to realize NASCAR's numbers have been dipping for years now. So what they're going to do is they're going to say. We're not going to allow this, and then what's going to happen? All the people on Sunday who say they're not going to watch the NFL, well, I'm going to watch NASCAR instead, man. And then, and then the NASCAR numbers are going to bump, which honestly, as a guy who doesn't like to get offended by stuff, I'm a little offended by that because you're okay. going to use this the wrong way to get, to, to get more viewers for your product. Yeah, I mean that, that's, that's all NASCAR is doing. In my opinion, I don't know that, but in my opinion, that's what NASCAR is doing. And you know, you you play to your audience and you know who they are and you give them what they want. And I'm not necessarily going to fault NASCAR for that because, dude, honestly, that's NASCAR's prerogative to do so. To do it right, if you are an independently you, like you're your I own shamelessly company. do stuff for attention for this program well, all the time. I mean, so and you're your own company and you can do what you want. The NFL is doing the exact same thing by having you know the the national anthem and 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 the flag come out like that and the million other things that they do. So like you. you get to decide to do that. All I'm saying is it shouldn't be the president telling you whether you should or should not do that. I think a lot of what happens here and why people get so angry, and I've said this from the beginning, is that what you people are really arguing is, I wouldn't do it this way, but right. when somebody opposes you, you feel as if you have to defend that stance as if you feel that staunchly about it, and I don't think that most of us do. I think we just get off on our anger about yelling at somebody else, and nobody's ever been convinced one way or the other. What I would like to know and nobody has this answer because I don't think there is one. But what do, what could what could be the moment? What needs to happen before we could get back to just acknowledging our flag and like respecting the country and the national anthem? Like what what do, what? It, where's the watermark? Nah, what needs to happen where we can just go back to being proud Americans again? I I, I don't know if that's necessarily for anyone. Is that ever going to happen again? It, no, because we're all going to have a different individual line there. I mean, I, I guess there's going to be a little bit of this is eventually going to lose momentum. And you said like, oh, well, I bet you by the end of the season, lots of guys are doing this. Of course, this this yesterday, the amount. Of of guys that did that that wasn't exclusively just about you know about 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 racial inequality no it was more about trump that was about you telling me to shut my mouth and And i'm gonna be fired if i don't right so and 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 whether you agree with that or not about about their views on racial inequality and their views about what the military are about what the flag stands for and what the national anthem stands for i think a lot of guys were involved in that yesterday it's a great point because they felt like they were being told stay in your lane and people don't like that dude that's a that's a great point and and honestly that it highlights this point which is you know Trump's pretty angry about it, but what you did caused more of it. So if you're so mad about it, maybe what you do is pipe down and maybe it goes away. 
I mean, I, who knows? I, I guess you know. There's a million different ways. What's the NBA going to do? Because dude, they make those guys stand their arms behind their back and like kind of do that. And now, like, dude, you got LeBron speaking out on the Steph thing at the White House and all this stuff. And we know as LeBron goes, as the NBA goes, uh, they've all been pretty outspoken in the past, but have you know abided by the rules of the NBA? So I mean, I guess well, I'm that, saying, is Adam Silver going to change what the I, I, the rule in the NBA? Is? I don't think so because I feel like they probably have the best leash on all of this. You know what I'm saying? Like, at least there is a rule in place there where the NFL was like, oh, we'll let you guys express yourself out on the court. Now, certainly, or out on the field. Certainly, your prerogative to do so, NFL. You're the employer. You do what you want. The NBA at least has said, no, you cannot do this. So I, I, I feel like... It's weird, though, right? I mean... I mean, because you, you have a lot of those guys. Because, dude, a lot of this started with the NBA players at the ESPYs. This was LeBron and Dwayne Wade and Carmelo who were talking about this. And then, if, if I have my timeline, I hope I'm right about this. But didn't that happen? And then the cap thing happened. And then, so like the NBA guys ultimately kind of started this. Well, and I mean, I, I guess as you can make the argument, we can just keep going back further and further. This concept of like sports it being, goes all the way back to the Olympics be, and the fist, right? right? Yeah. Being, being divided from politics, it's just not true. It goes back to Jackie Robinson. It goes back for, you know, go, it just keeps going back. Yeah, I agree. And, and, and that's the thing is like, I, I don't know what, I don't know what point the line, it's like, well, now it's fixed and now we'll go back to doing this. Um, I hope there is something there Here's where we can feel heated. like we've improved, but it, it gets heated for this reason, in my opinion, is that there's a mentality now, and I think unfairly, that if you stand for the national anthem, that you don't support, like, or that you don't agree that there is an inequality issue in America. And I guess that's what I want to know. At what point, what can happen to where I now can stand at the stadium and be proud of my country and not feel as if I'm being looked at like a bigot racist who likes the fact that certain cops shoot you? Well, right, right? The, because but, I feel that way right but now. On, but on the flip side of that coin, if you decide not to partake in that, all of a, all of a sudden it's you hate cops, you hate if, that's if, true if you too. Support, if you support this movement, you hate cops, you hate America, you hate the military, and you really, want to see dead soldiers. Really, and no, what? What they're saying is they don't like bad cops, and we all should not like bad cops, right? Like we we should all be in on that together. I think there's a lot of people who are going to say, "Well, I don't think there are bad cops." Well, then I mean, I, those honestly, I sometimes I will admit. And this is probably not great. This is a weakness of mine as a professional broadcaster. Sometimes I forget that those people actually exist. Because in my mind, how could you be that illogical? If if you're all one way or another on that issue, on any, oh, well, if if you're if it's always well, there's a few. Well, all cops are always trying to kill black kids. Not no, true. not true. Not true. All 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 cops are are great guys, and they've never done anything wrong. Not true. Not true. Not so true. Like, that's that, that, and that's my point is that I think that there's this thing that happens now where it's like you have to be all in or all out, and it's very possible to be pro something without being anti something. It's very possible to be anti something without being pro. This. This. It's very it's it's possible these things are nuanced. That's the word that never gets talked about in this. I guess I would just like to know what needs to happen to where then I can still like respect the flag and stand up for the national anthem and not feel as if I'm being lumped into the group of people that you feel like you need to drag across the line of you know treating people better. I think my record on this stuff's been pretty good, right? I mean, I'm pretty open. I'm pretty honest about most things. I've, I've, I've tried to keep what little white privilege I feel like I have in check and like all that kind of stuff. I try to do a good job. I try to do right by my neighbor and do that whole thing, right? And so like, I just wish I knew what that needed to be. And I guess that's what's being lost in some of this messaging and not getting across uh, properly. And I, I just, 
I understand why people are upset about it, but guys, if you're looking for athletes to shut their mouths, it's over. Yeah, and I think at it's least, over. I think at least maybe a part of it, or at least the first step of where that line is, is respecting people's right to express themselves. And without, I mean, listen, you can disagree and say that what you're doing doesn't work, but like you can't tell them, or you shouldn't tell them. The that NFL you can't allowing do it. this changes everything. But if I did a lot of what the NFL players are doing inside the workplace in front of other coworkers, I would be let go. Now the NFL is allowing oh, them to yeah. do that, so that changes that. But it's 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 just it's an interesting time right now. I, I just I wish I knew what would like. Here's what has to happen before we'll admit America's pretty good again. I, I know we're up against it, but my curious like my question of like how does this all play out? Is this the thing that makes America fall out of love with sports? Like, is that possible? I know we're up against it, but. Is it possible? The answer has to be yes. All things are possible with God. All no, but like all things. Dude, sorry, I needed a little bit of a Just laugh a little there. Bit of blasphemy right there. All right, everyone, calm down about the flag. Let's get people screaming about this. <laughs> and I'm sorry if I came off like I was angry. I'm not angry. I guess I just would like to see what the. Show me how we improve it. Like if this starts to happen and then this starts to happen and then this starts to happen, I need those hyper defined and I never get it. And it does. It kind of makes me a little insane. We'll give you guys these Brett Michaels tickets. That's next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for North Canton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. So if some idiot is smashed into you in traffic, get your car back to its original condition with North Canton Collision's state-of-the-art paint technology. And my buddies Jeff, Alex, Woody, or Jason are happy to take your call for a free no-cost estimate at 330-499-5171. Or you can find them online at North Canton Collision. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. It's Monday at 8, so you know what that means. It's Scott from winningfornextyear.com. My man, since the last time you and I spoke, Corey Kluber has won his 18th game, which I believe this is the third time in four years he's done it. He's obviously going to win the Cy Young, right? He should. He better. Um, I know there's some metrics that still kind of have Chris Sale ahead, but when you factor in, you know, this is, it's, it's human voting, um, which... You know, has has its pros and cons. But if humans cannot see the value in what he's done for this team, even in the games he has not won, um, given the streak, given their record, given their surge through the American League over the last two three months, I I don't know what more he could do to win. You know, given the Indians' place versus Boston's place, given Kluber's numbers versus his, um, I I'd be I wouldn't be shocked because Chris Sale plays in a large market. Um, but in the same regard, um, Cy Young voters tend to get things right. Uh, you know, like Felix Hernandez beating CC Sebastian a couple of years ago and so on. So I, I would hope that, that, uh, that he would take his second one home. Yeah, it seems uh, it seems like an inevitability at this point. I mean, the guy just put forth such an impressive season. I, to me, it seems like a no-brainer. Um, we're sitting here almost at the end of baseball season, which is just mind-boggling to me in a way. Um, Indians sit, I think, a game and a half ahead in the AL and a game and a half behind in MLB. Is there any chance within these next six games the uh, the Indians are able to catch up with the Dodgers, and is it that important? I, I I don't necessarily think it's that important um, because you're also assuming that the Dodgers make it out of the out of the out of the National League. Um, to that point, though, um, that half game I think is going to be the, the tricky one, right? Because I mean they have essentially, you know, a week left, and to and, and even if they go 
five of six. You know what I mean? They they would need the Dodgers to go three of six to have that to get that half game. So I it would be it would be tricky. Um, but again, I don't think it's that important because the Indians have one of the best road winning percentages I think in in modern history in terms of how many wins they've been able to amass on the road versus at home. So, you know, it would be nice from a fan perspective to have them at home, but the Indians don't seem phased by where where they're playing at this point. We're joined by Scott from winningfornextyear.com. It was made uh, public knowledge that Dwayne Wade and the Chicago Bulls have now agreed to a buyout, it sounds like, and uh, people feel like that means he's on the fast track to Cleveland to play for the Cavaliers. Do you believe that will happen? Well, the great part is I was on a radio show last week and said it wouldn't happen until February. So, <laughs> so that, that, so that goes to, I don't know if you're asking the right guy. Um, but, but to that point, uh, I, if, if he doesn't come here, um, I would be very, very surprised. Uh, I think Mello would have, you know, had he had the opportunity. You know, he wanted, you know obviously Chris Paul being in Houston was a bit of a, a wild card there. Um, it's, uh, you know, the teams that are interested in him, like Miami, I don't see why they would do that or how they would do that. Um, I don't know why he would go to the Spurs. Um, you know, obviously the Spurs want him, uh, but playing in the West doesn't seem like a great idea, uh, given given the, the Mellow to OKC move. So I would expect it to come down to OKC, uh, for for instance, and then, and then, and then the Cavs. Uh, but I do think... Um, you know the, the the friendship with LeBron will uh, I think will be will be the trump card there. We'll we'll see what happens. But the the, the other tricky part is I don't know who they get rid of. To uh, you know we already have they're they're pretty much stocked full of guaranteed contracts. Right. So to make this hap- to make this happen, you're you're really throwing LeBron a favor here. Um, you know not so you're, you're 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 whatever you end up paying Dwayne Wade, you will end up paying that or whoever you're you're releasing as well. So you got to factor all that in, plus the luxury tax and everything else, and then plus you're disrupting a potential starting spot. J.R. Smith would conceivably come off the bench. I'm assuming he would be okay with that, um, but but you never know with, with with professional athletes. So there there's more to it than just will he come here. There's going to be some disruption, um, but better you know again as as I mentioned February better to have it not happen now and have the the the, the first half of this season to kind of work things out pulled IT back into the mix, you know, still bring Derrick Rose off the bench. You have a lot of different ways I keep forgetting to go about it. So, go ahead. I keep forgetting about D Rose. I keep forgetting that that happened. I like the Dwayne Wade move, and I said this morning that to me it's like Dwayne Wade's already taken the LeBron James Rosetta Stone class, knows how to speak the language, knows how to play with them on the court, and so like that's kind of what we need is guys that know, like, dude, this is what LeBron wants. I'm just going to give him what he wants. He's a smart dude too, yeah. you know. In talking to him in the past, um, you know, just very heady, uh, very, you know, you, you could tell, you know, his his veteran wherewithal carries much beyond the basketball court, and I think that I think that kind of uh, mentality and kind of locker room presence could go a long way with this team. Um, I think anybody who's expecting him to, you know, go, you know, drop twenty eight and eight is is kind of out of their mind. But I do think he has the ability. To take the scoring load off of LeBron, which is huge. You know, he might not be a, 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 the best defender. He might not have a great three-point shot. So, from a fit perspective, is he the best? Probably not. But, but again, uh, you know, I don't think you can ever have enough veterans who can kind of keep some of these guys in line when when things get potentially rocky. Agreed. 
I feel like we've said time and time again with Cavaliers that are new to the team. It's like, ah, he's not the best defender. Ah, he's not the best defender. Ah, he's not the best defender. Thank God. Point. Thank God for Jay Crowder is all I'm going to say about that one. LeBron made some noise on social media recently in a couple different ways. One of those ways is by, uh, you know, showing that he's out in L.A. playing with the guys. Um, is there anything that we should know kind of as we sit here going into into this NBA season um, about LeBron, where his head is at, where his future is at, and what he thinks about this upcoming year? You know, every year they, they've been doing these pregame camps, you know, that he kind of makes mandatory without them being mandatory. And it's awesome to see, like, Shetty Osman and, you know, all these guys who you may not be playing a lot of minutes, uh, Eddie Tavares, Kay Felder, those two guys might not even be on this team, you know, heading into, heading into the regular season, Can't yet they, they're, they're flying out to L.A., to be a part of this camp with LeBron. Um, you know, Kendrick Perkins was there. I mean, there's a lot, you know, a lot of ca- a cast of characters that tend to show up at these things. But it's awesome when you see all 15 guys, you know, from the, from the roster be there. Um, you know, in terms of what to expect, I mean, uh, it, it's, the, the question is going to be who's, who's the starting point guard? You know, there's a lot of rumors that it could be LeBron, um, which would make sense if you want to just keep Derrick Rose coming off the bench. Um, you know, and have, and to your point about Jay Crowder, you can have them both on the floor at the same time, which, which suddenly makes your defense much, much better. Um, but in terms of, you know, I, it, are we going to get the on a mission LeBron? Are we going to get the coach through the regular season, be ready for the NBA playoffs LeBron? Um, you know, the Kyrie situation, um, could, could potentially put a wrinkle in there because I think you might have a guy with something to prove. Um, but it'll be interesting because, you know, today's media day. And it's going to be a bit of a circus, I would expect, but not much of the conversation surrounding what's going to happen on the floor. Um, so we'll, you know, I, I expect a ton of head headlines about politics, about Derek, or about D Wade, about you know other, about Kyrie, and so on. Um, but tomorrow, once they finally get practicing, we can finally turn our attention to what's going on in the court. We're talking to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. I only have a few minutes left with you, so I'm going to keep you away from the NFL protesting, and I do want to talk to you about the game itself yesterday for the Browns. Um, you know, I went into this game saying on Friday, like, guys, you need to dial it down. I know the Colts are not great, but I didn't think that they were going to win. I thought them being point favorites on the road was crazy. And, dude, it's the offense that did not look great yesterday, and that's kind of what Hugh's supposed to be all about. I mean, but then then I walk away going, well, you scored 28, though. And so if you score 28, you should be so like, who's to blame for what's going on right now? Like, what needs to get better immediately? I'll, I'll say this. I think it's very tough to judge a rookie quarterback when you drop eight passes. Yeah, um, I agree. You know, the, the, game, the game flow, those are, those are momentum-shifting plays. For sure. You know, when you, when you, when you could take a, a, a second and eight, and make it a first down, but it becomes a third and eight. You, you, and then you, and then there's an incomplete or a run stuffed, and then you punt. I, how do you judge your rookie quarterbacks that way? And I, and I, and I, that that's that's where I'm kind of wrestling right now. Is you, you know, are some of the play calls questionable? Yeah, like there was a sack that Deshaun Kaiser took. Um, you know that he that they're gonna they're gonna credit him with because he held on to the ball too long. It was five point. But he held on to the ball. He held yeah. on to the ball too long because it was a third and eight, and all three receivers are running five yard curls and they were covered. And he didn't have anywhere to throw the ball. So um, uh, you know, so some of it's there's a lot of kind of chicken and egg here. Um, there is the defense. The defense was not good. Jabril Peppers did not play well. Did not. Mar Taylor did not play well. 
they miss they really miss Jamie Collins. Chris Kirksey, Jamie Meter, and Danny Shelton played very, very well. But outside of that, Joe Schobert at times. But not not but, but Greg Williams not having a spy on Jacoby Brissett in the red zone is mind boggling to me. Um, you know, put still maintaining that Jabril Pepper should be thirty yards off the line. Yeah, that's weird. Insane to me. Yeah, that's strange. Um, you know, so there's there's a lot of finger pointing to happen. I don't think one person should shoulder it all. Um, but the one person who I don't think should shoulder any of it is, is the kid throwing the passes because he's a rookie. He's going to make mistakes. But he's not, he's not getting any help right now no, in terms I still of like playmakers Heiser. at this side of the ball, this side of Duke Johnson. No, I still like Kaiser a lot. I, I still think he never looks like he's like panicked or freaking out. So I'll ask you, because apparently dude, there were a lot of drops yesterday. A lot. Is this team a breakout wide receiver away from a seven-win team? Are There's we... Corey Coleman and a breakout wide receiver okay. away from a seven-win team. If you can have Corey Coleman be your number two, and still have, like, I mean, you watch what Odell Beckham single-handedly did for the Giants exactly. yesterday. That's my point. Is that They, I, they I, are, the Giants are a bad football team. They are. And he, and he single-handedly won them that game. Or, or almost won them that game. Right. They were, you know, that, that, that last drive from Philly away from, you know, from, from winning. You, you take someone like that and put him on this team, you know, Odell Beckham has a way to make a 40-year-old Eli Manning look good. I mean, if you, if you could give, get that on this, on this squad, not only are, do you have a weapon that the defense has to account for every time, you have a guy who can take a 15-yard slant and, and turn into six points. And, and that, op- that kind of stuff is, is game-changing. And it opens Njoko up and like all those other things. I think this team might be a wide receiver away from being more competitive than they are. I think there's a lot of if ands, and buts right there. And we just <laughs> threw around a lot of, of, well, if we just get two stud wide receivers. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. is, is Odell Beckham Jr. Right. the best player in the NFL right, right. now. So, I mean, it, there's a lot of ifs, ands, and buts. Not a lot of those guys floating around, but I think they are a legit wide receiver away from being pretty good. Is, is it fair to say, Scott, as as we sit here, zero and three, Cleveland Browns looking at another what probably will not be a great season. Um, and I feel like the Browns have regressed over the last three weeks. One, two, three. It's looked worse and worse every single week. Is it fair to say that the culture is not changing in Berea? That's a great question. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Again, you know, J- Jamie Collins is healthy. Corey Coleman's healthy. What's that final score yesterday? Miles I don't know. Garrett. I don't think it's a, I don't think it's a culture problem. Um, but again, they're they're not when you when you go to when you go to war with the young one of the youngest teams. It's not the youngest team. I'd have to check the numbers in the NFL, and 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 your playmakers get hurt, and you don't have any depth behind them. This is what you have, and you know I I don't know again. And then now they're going to be facing Cincinnati and the Jets here, who by the way both won their games last week, right? Or this past week, and. Well, Cincinnati and lost. we went from potentially eyeing up three and two and being excited about everything to looking at zero and five and wondering what the hell's next. So I, um, it's uh, just another just another Monday in Brownstown. I I, I love uh, Fantone's question. I think it does need to be asked, but they did score twenty eight, and I don't feel like that's packing it in. Um, they didn't look like they quit. That would scare me more. Um, you cannot say that the culture has completely changed because they haven't started to win yet. So like that is true, but it didn't look like they were giving up on their coach yesterday. I still believe in Hugh. I've been a Hugh guy from the beginning, and I'm going to remain a Hugh guy until they fire him next year, which I think is probably going to happen. (laughs) No, it is. It's totally going to happen, because that's what we do. Like, I've said it a million times, and I know the Bengals are kind of, like, terrible now, but, dude, this fan base would have fired Marvin Lewis 
27 times in the 15 years that he's been with the Bengals, and he stabilized that franchise. And they, I mean, dude, they were the Browns before he got there. Like, this team would have fired Marvin Lewis 100 times by now. I think at some point you got to pick a guy, you got to ride it out. If you keep firing coaches, no good coach is ever going to want to be here. Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Buddy, thank you so much for joining us. We'll talk to you again next Monday at 8. Have a good week, guys. Thanks. You too, man, my man. Uh, Phantom, there's another phantom pooper Uh-oh. out there in the world. Uh-oh. And so uh, I ran to a guy yesterday that claims he has your problem. He pooped five times he did. Okay. And uh, he says that I'm the abnormal one, so we'll, we'll examine this phantom pooper and then find out if my bowel movements are, are normal or not. Next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansbury. Matt Phantom. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansbury Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here. When you're talking firearms, you know what you want? Knowledge, safety, and training. That's right. And you can find it all at Great American Shooting Sports in North Can. Find Great American Shooting Sports state-of-the-art indoor gun ranges at 6505 Promler Street Northwest, right across Interstate 77 from the Strip. You can stay up to date at Facebook and Instagram or find more info at GreatAmericanShootingSports.com. I will tell you, they're offering you beginner firearm safety classes, concealed carry classes. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, we'll get back into the NFL protests one more time. Also, Walmart at 9.30 wants to do something in your house that I think is a little strange. I'm not sure I'd be down for it. Walmart in the house. I like it. They, they, they want to be in your house. Walmart okay. does. It's weird. Also, still have a pair of tickets for the Hall of Fame City Comic Con. Nice. To come on the program. Exciting stuff right there. It was last week on the program, I believe we were talking about a jogger who uh, was caught defecating in people's yards along the way. And I think, dude, that story got so much national attention that Charmin actually, like, uh, offered up, like, a lifetime supply of toilet paper to the woman. Yeah, hand yourself in and you'll get this, uh, you'll get this free Charmin, which yeah. I don't know, dude. It's probably a pretty good deal there. It seems weird to give incentives to people who have been caught on video doing crappy yeah. illegal things, right? So now, Kentucky now, this is happening again, a completely different person, as the owners of a car wash business in Kentucky are asking uh, the public's help in identifying a man who turned not one, but two of their locations into his personal toilet, and they've dubbed him Poop Man. The suspect <laughs> is seen in two different Facebook videos doing his business at separate soaking wet car wash locations in Kentucky. Okay. And they're asking, if you know this guy, please help us uh, get this guy out. So sure enough, he's leaning up against the bumper of a car. The door's open. He's at the front of the car. He's leaning up against the bumper of it. Pants pulled down. And he's like over the drain, respectfully. And so I don't know if he then takes the hose and then like makes sure he squirts it all down through the through the grate. Well, obviously not. If they didn't if if they if they walked up on poop, they wouldn't have known if he was. Well, would've... I think they just saw the video of him doing okay. it, maybe. Okay. Well then uh, if that's the case, if he's cleaning up after himself, if this was true to the heart, like, yo, I gotta hang my my, my ass out the window and crap. I mean, it's better to do it there than like on the side of seventy seven, right? I would agree. Yeah, you hose it off. And dude, sometimes I mean, again, I'm this is just going back to my teenage years, but like we would use those self car wash places a lot of times to do drugs because they were open all night. The lights are on. There's a reason for a car to be in there. If anybody rolls by you, nobody's going to think twice about the fact that three or four people might be in the car as you're washing it. 
You know what I mean? So like every once in a while we'd be like, well, dude, let's just go smoke our weed at the car wash. There's always cars there. No one's going to think it's, you know what I mean? When you can't do it in your kid's house. So like I know that sometimes these self-car washes can be, you know, dens of, you know, (laughs) of wrongdoing. The the den of wrongdoing. Smoking a joint and taking a deuce, man. (laughs) It's just like Satan. I mean, you know, but I guess I always want to go to, well, you know your own video, but I think that's why they do it, right? Is that they're getting off on the fact that people have to watch it? Um, Sure, that might be the motivation here, I guess. It just seems to me like if but it, it, there's no way he cleaned it up because if they did why would they go back and watch the video there's no way the right. car wash no somebody saw there. it right no way the car or wash saw him is sitting there you know going through all 24 hours like dude i better better see what's happening there so i i don't know if this was like a maybe it was like a voyeuristic thing where it's like i want to see watch i want people to watch me crap but i think there's a possibility too that maybe dude he just thought it was funny or maybe he just really had to crap I think it's a little bit of, I think it's he, he thought it was funny. And I think a little bit of is, well, this woman, this jogger got all this attention. Uh, I'm going to get some attention. A copycat pooper. A copy crapper. Okay, a copy crapper. There you go. So during the conversation last week with the jogger, we found out that Fantone defecates five times a day. Yeah, I'd probably say that's the average number. I think and, that's too high. And that's not like, that's not like, oh my God, you have diarrhea or something? Like, no, man, these are like healthy craps. Like, I'm going in there and, and, and passing solid stool um, and Three's the count so far this morning. And so I was in a uh, restaurant yesterday hosting the Browns game. Yeah. And a guy flags me down. He says, yo, 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 are you Stansberry? I said, yeah, I absolutely am. He goes, well, I crap five times a day, too. <laughs> and I had forgotten about the conversation, and I was just like, uh, what is this dude doing right now? Like, why? He's like, you know, because Fanto goes all the time, too. And I was just <laughs> Okay, well, thank you for like reminding me of what that was. Because, dude, let me tell you, the moment Fantone tells me about his bathroom habits is the moment I forget about those bathroom habits. But apparently, he and his wife both said, he's like, dude, I think something's wrong with you. Um, I think there's no set number where it's like this is acceptable or this is not. I mean, if you're not crap, if you're crapping once a week, that's that's no. problematic. I mean, it's every day. Well, I then I think you're all right. I mean, you know, do you do, do you feel like you're okay? Do you feel like you're you know, I have never felt like I'm okay <laughs> in the history of my life. I have never once felt like I was okay. Factory of Terror tickets? No, I'm sorry, we already did that. Yeah, we did. These are Hall of Fame City Comic Con tickets. Over. We'll give you, and we'll do that next on Rock 106. 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 1069. I just said to Fantone, I can't believe it's the 25th of September. This month is flying by. I can't believe this month is already over. It's nuts. Time flies when you're having fun, buddy. Yeah, well, I had fun this morning, and this show's flying by too. I can't believe it's almost nine o'clock. Right? We have a pair of tickets for the Hall of Fame City Comic Con. We'll give you those here shortly. 1-800-243-7625, the number you need on those. Looking ahead at tomorrow, New Tour Tuesday, you're getting new Macklemore featuring Kesha. The song's called Good Old Days. And Bob Seger will be on New Tour Tuesday tomorrow. We're going to put him normally where we put the Bro Country song. Because Bob Seger's new song that I have not heard is called Busload of Faith. Okay. Busload of Faith, and I'm a huge Seeger fan. Like, I've always loved Bob Seeger. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to like 2017 Bob Seeger. Yeah. He has songs I love, and he has songs I'm like, eh, oh, well, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. On, so. sure. But uh, it, it was one of those things like growing up in my house, my dad played a lot of Seeger in the house, and it's one of the you either do one of the two things you either learn to love what your parents liked or you hate it. And there was plenty of stuff that he played a lot that I hate, but for some reason, Seeger always spoke to me. So, Busload of Faith will be on tomorrow, and then also. New Lincoln Park. 
part of uh, tomorrow's okay. Mature Tuesday. All right. I'll One More right Light, there. I believe, is the name of that song. All right. And I believe they're going to do like a benefit show. Like an in remembrance thing for uh, Chester Bennington, which I would imagine. I know Fantone's uh, proposed the idea. Why not just like hologram him right in there and uh, and do a world tour? And I think it'd be a good idea. If they're just gonna do the one show, I bet you they'll have a different dude come out for every song. You know what I mean? Like, all right, coming up next, we got this dude. And then there's this guy. And, you know, right. it's, it's probably the only right way you can do it. Yeah. So tomorrow, New Tour Tuesday, you're getting like I said, new Macklemore featuring Kesha, new Bob Seger, new Lincoln Park. If you're in a local band, would like to be featured on New Tour Tuesday. Send me your stuff, Stansbury at WRQK.com. Make sure it's edited. Give me a little bio on the band so we can tell people who you are, and we'll get you played on the radio. Uh, a guy hit me up over the break. He was like, dude, my kid will not stop saying copy crapper now that you said it on the radio. <laughs> like, my kid just keeps saying copy crapper in the backseat of the car. Dad, it's funny. It's a joke, he it's says. Hilarious. It's hysterical. It is. Kid, you're right. Copy crapper, I did enjoy. But what I will tell you is that if you have your kid in the car, you may want to turn this off right now okay because this is um well local-ish as this is coming out of cleveland but it's also very very gross where a 47 year old man fantone has been charged after he allegedly has performed oral sex on a dog scott turner charged with sexual conduct with an animal that's a misdemeanor of the second degree and a crime against humanity. Yeah, and, and <laughs> is what that animals. is. That's what, humans, animals, it's crime against everything. Ohio outlawed, just for the record, having sex with animals after Senate Bill 331 passed in March. So it was March when we decided, hey, What's, don't do this. What? Now, what I would say is maybe we didn't need a law because most people were decent and not having sex with the animals. Mm, I think you're giving a lot of people a lot of credit back in the day, but I don't, I don't know. I don't know what they mean by make America great again. But I'm pretty sure there were still people banging dogs back then. That's gross. According to the affidavit, Turner was watching the dog for another person in May when the act occurred. Uh, Turner wrote a letter admitting what he did to the animal. What a letter to who? Maybe the owner of the animal? Okay. According to court records, he pleaded guilty to multiple charges of rape in 2003. He served 12 years and was released in 2015. Oh, my God. And he's scheduled to appear in court on October the 5th. Thursday, October the 5th there. I, um... Hey, 12 years for rape doesn't seem like a lot. Ever, no. Doesn't seem like enough for me. Um, if you're convicted of rape, that doesn't seem like enough. And to get out, and obviously... What this does to me... And this is a much larger conversation than I have time for right now. Is that the rehabilitation isn't doesn't really happen? Um, I think you can make that argument of like the bigger thing in in, in prison is this you know is this crime school or is this a rehabilitation center? Um, I think you can start to make an argument about sexual predators and whether they really ever can rehabilitate. Um, but I, I I would like to think that it's possible. I don't know if it's necessarily possible with this guy. I, I, I just we see a lot of evidence that points me down the road that it's not. Not only not only is this like a terrible, disgusting act on this animal against uh, you know, but this is going to go over like last time you got all upset last week about something. Um, oh no! Why? But just from a logic standpoint, is why was he performing oral sex on the dog as opposed to? Okay, I had the same question all weekend when I read it. I mean, like, as opposed to the dog performing oral sex on... Right. And I think every every middle school, at one point or another, had a rumor going around about some kid, like, oh my god, dude, he put peanut butter all over his dog and left the dog, and it's just like, I think at some point or another, that's, uh, you know, but what, what on earth is there to gain from 
oral sex on a dog. Like, that's just deprived to be deprived, right? Um, now, I know this isn't the same thing because it's humans, but there are women who find performing oral sex is pleasurable for them because the dominance and you're kind of in control and like you're supplying, you know, you're providing pleasure to another person. So, and again, that's people versus a a man and a dog. So that's very, very different. And I'm going to say it again because I want to be able to have sex with humans. I don't want to be, that's very, very different. But I will admit that that was the first thing I thought of, which is, is like, well, this kind of, I mean, other than maybe the fear of a dog biting you, maybe. I mean, wasn't there, didn't like Madonna do this in her book? I hope not. Like, wasn't that, I remember the, there was a big dust up when her book came out about the fact that some dog was doing something dirty to her or something. <sighs> dude, if you're an animal banger, I don't know, dude. It might be go to jail forever in my book. I don't know. That's that's that's, that's a line over. I mean, I know Dick Goddard's going to send you to hell. I know he'll send you to hell. That is really gross. Terrible. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to make it sound like we're trying to justify. No. Like if you were doing, if no. it was happening the other way, no. it would be normal or anything, because it would not. But I, uh, that is very disgusting. I mean, imagine loaning, like having somebody watch your dog for you, right? And then this is what they do. Like this is what they do to your dog. You've got some level of trust with that person. You have some level of like, all right, here's the keys to my home. You can come in here and let the dog out. And, ugh, terrible, bro. Yeah, not not a big. Oh my God! This wow. guy just pointed this out. Uh, uh, KK uh, Rebs forty on Twitter just said, "Dude, the guy's name is Turner, and he had hooch go. Oh, he went down on hooch." Geez. Oh my God, dude! I used to love that movie, dude. Now I'll never be able to look at Turner and Hooch the same ever again. Gross. Ew. I don't like it. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Hall of Fame City Comic Con tickets up for grabs next on Rock 106.9. 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. We have Hall of Fame City Comic Con tickets. We'll get you hooked up with those here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number you'll need for those. By the way, Fantone and I both will be in attendance yeah. this Saturday. 3 to 5 will be there for that. Second annual Hall of Fame City Comic Con. Last time, it was a roaring success. I know the Sandsbury Show audience showed up big time. Um, I know this year it's actually in the bowl of the Civic Center. As oh, opposed, is that right? Yeah, as opposed to just the McKinley room. Oh, I like it. I know last year there were so many people. That was one of the things where they're like, dude, you guys got to get bigger. You got to grow it, out. Yeah, no, they, they had more people than they expected. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for another good year of it, man. Hall of Fame City Comic Con. Exciting stuff. We'll give you those tickets here momentarily. Uh, so yesterday, the NFL protested quite a bit. Before we get there, yeah. I want to... Uh, Speak to the Browns audience solely. You guys okay. got to calm down a little bit. Yesterday, I kept seeing Terrell Pryor. Had we had Terrell Pryor, we would have won the game. Well, last night, the Washington Redskins blew out the Oakland Raiders 27 to 10. Terrell Pryor caught two passes for 19 yards. I mean, I was all on board letting Pryor walk. I was like, dude, this to me was very much pay the man part two, and look what happened when we paid Cribs. Nothing. Not that I think that you know Terrell Pryor would be the saving grace of this football. But team. you do need a wide receiver uh, to have more talent at the wide receiver position is a desperate need for the Cleveland Browns right now. I just didn't think that's um, what he was. I, yeah, I'm gonna agree with you 100 percent though. Like I mean, Terrell Pryor I mean, looked fantastic because of who he because of where he was. That's why he looked better than he did. Targeted four times last night, caught two balls for 19 yards in a game where they blew out one of the best teams that people are telling me or that people are telling me is one of the best teams in the NFL. Terrell Pryor wasn't going to make this team any that much better. Sorry, just the truth of it. 
Better than Kenny Britt, though. Jeez Louise. Well, yeah, dude. Kenny Britt's pretty bad. Oh, I, I was excited about that I, that signing. I thought he was going to be good, and he's just been a dud. I've always liked the guy up until he started playing for the Cleveland Browns. Um, yeah, it, me too. Just a bit of a head-scratcher. I mean, like, dude, he has four years left on his contract. If, if He might not have four more games. Dude, it's, it, it, how could you let that guy continue to go out there and not put effort forth? You want to talk about turning the culture around? You want to talk about, like, you know, the little things It starts matter. with hustle. Right, right, exactly. And if I'm, if I'm, if I'm Hugh Jackson, Jackson, if I'm Sashi Brown, if I'm one of the, the head the head people, Hugh Jackson in particular, he needs to go up into the office and be like, yo, you guys need to cut this fool. I, I would agree. I you know, go in there right now and demand you guys go get a wide receiver. Moving to the protest now. Okay. <clears throat> we knew this was coming. The NFL, you know, Players Association pretty much sent out like a, a viral video on what I think it was early Friday, said, look, we, we will not be quiet. We are you can expect a league wide protest. Happening, uh, you know, due to Donald Trump saying, you know, these sons of bitches should be fired and this and that. And it's a weird place to get when the president starts directing companies to fire people. Wouldn't you love to see one of these NFL owners when somebody disrespects our flag to say, get that son of a bitch off the field right now. Out. He's fired. He's fired. <laughs> Fire! <laughs> yeah, that's, it's kind of awesome. It is. It's, it's kind of awesome. I, um, you know, I. Uh, I believe Trump is doing what Trump does, which is he's using the, the diversion of the NFL to keep your attention off of other things that he's doing, and he's doing a successful job at it. Divide and Conquer was part of President Obama's plan, too, and it worked for him, and I think that's, there's a little bit of that to what's going on here with Trump. I just think more people ultimately dislike Trump than disliked Obama. Probably there. Um, I, you know, I, I, it's not that I have a problem with the guy having an opinion. You're certainly allowed to. It's America, but like you said, I just have an issue with... The president of the United States standing up at the podium presented as the president. It's not like he said this. Dude, when you know, I was growing up, calling somebody a son of a bitch as the president would have been like, "What are whoa, you doing? Whoa, whoa, what are you doing? What are you doing?" And it's interesting too. I mean, you know, that's the the sound clip that everyone's playing is that you're fired. But he goes on later and he starts talking about how he wishes the NFL would let harder hits happen and how he how he thinks that like the sissification of the game. You know is what going he does? On. This is what he does. He takes the bar room. Happy hour conversation between two guys at the bar and puts it on a national stage. You know, some owner's going to do that. He's going to say, that guy that disrespects our flag, he's fired. And No, they're not. That owner, they don't know it. They don't know it. They're friends of mine, many of them. They don't know it. They'll be the most popular person for a week. They'll be the most popular person in this country because that's a total disrespect of our heritage. That's a total disrespect of everything that we stand for, okay? Everything that we stand for. I think, to parse it, I think people who were protesting yesterday would say, yeah, I'm trying to disrespect our heritage. Not what we stand for, because what we stand for is the ideals and the best part of us is what we try to stand for. But I think a lot of people who were protesting yesterday would say, yeah, dude, I don't love our heritage. I don't like, that's what we are trying to change. Yeah, and I mean... I, I think you you can agree that you know the person who put "Make America Great Again" on their hat sees that there's room for improvement in America. Now we might disagree on where that improvement is and what needs to improve, right? Right, but I mean, I, I don't know why it's so like offensive to some for somebody to say like, "Yes, I, I view America and has America gotten better in the past hundred years?" Of course it has, dude. I mean, yes, that's undeniable. Um, but we are the, the we're the greatest. The reason we're the greatest nation on the world or on the face of the planet is because we keep striving. We keep 
pushing that bar forward. It's not like you say, all right, well, you know what? Blacks aren't slaves anymore. We're that's, good. That's good enough. We're good. Right. right. You know what? They're, they're voting now. Women, they don't need to. All right. You know what? Gay people. No, we, we, we keep pushing things forward. Equality grows. We are a constant evaluator is, a, is, is essentially who America tries to be, and we should be. Now, I will admit that the protest started out last year, and it did. It kind of annoyed me. It kind of annoyed me. It was like, oh, my God, how hard could it be just to just stand there for a couple of minutes and respect your country, right? But then somebody asked me, dude, do they make you stand up for the national anthem before you go out and spot off your opinion for four hours a day? It's like, no, they don't. Like, why is sports this thing where we make you do it? Which, by the way, my favorite sport on TV, golf, they don't do it. Yeah, I mean, they don't you, even play it. No, you, know? you show up to the tee box. This guy's from Texas. Bam, and he hits. That's it. That's what happens. Um, once again, as a uh, as a card carrying, full blooded libtard over here, um, the thing and the reason the national anthem before sporting events always felt special to me and always felt like you should be there and you should stand up for it is to me like, dude, here we are as you know, a hundred thousand Americans shoved into this arena together, standing here with so many resources available to us that we we make millionaires out of out of people who play games. That's how great our country is. Is that we we have these events and we have these spectacular athletes and we have this elite talent in our country. People come here to be a part of that. It always felt like a source of pride to me. Of like, yeah, dude, pro sports is American. I love pro sports. I love America. Well, it's kind of one of those things where for those four hours while it's on, people you disagree with, if you have if you like the same team, it's like, yeah, man, touchdown, we're high fiving, we're drinking, we're dude, yeah, there there is a little bit of that to me of what that that's what it's for. It's a diversion away from your awful life. And so like. And now it no, it no longer is. I certainly do not mean this as a slight to this, but like, and that's why people are mad. It's it's not just it's not just military to me. It's other things too. It is military. There is that sense of pride when you see the American flag of like the reason we're so great is because people were willing to do this. But that's it, other things too to me. It, it it's landing as anti-military for a lot of the country, and that's why it has upset me in the past, and why I will sometimes foam at the mouth about it because I don't. I think your message is being misconstrued. Now, I feel like Isaiah Crowell might not be the best person to point to here because I feel like he got away essentially. I mean, no pun here. He got kind of got away with murder a year ago. He got away with social media murder. Murder, yeah. yeah. He kind of got away sure with that when he, when he shared that picture of a cop getting his throat slit. Now, it should be pointed really out, he did take it down on his yeah. own, that whole thing. It looked like a, like a, you know what, I've reevaluated this. This was too far. I'm taking it down. But yesterday, he put out a tweet that said, and I'm paraphrasing here, but like, you know, military members, military families, we love you. We do not mean this as a, you know, and a, an affront to you, and then like, now listen, you can agree whether that's an, or you can agree or disagree that that's enough or not. But there were guys out there saying like, hey, we do not intend this to be a slap in the face to yeah. to the military. The media is doing a bad job of picking that up and moving that and moving that narrative down down the field. Excuse, excuse the pun. I know that like one of the owners that was it the Jaguars owner came down and was like joined the, the, his players on the field. Huge Trump supporter that 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 Jags owner right there yeah. donated tons of money to the Trump campaign. Um, and it got debated yesterday on whether was that a showing of like unity of America, like hey we're standing up arms in arms, or was that a showing of hey we're standing with our brothers who are kneeling? I'm not going to kneel, but I stand by you. I feel like it was 
the owners got involved because Trump started weighing in on their business. My, yeah, I mean, for sure. That's what I think the owners if, were out there if for. If I were put in this situation, and God knows I'm putting myself in the hypothetical NFL here, but if it's me, I'm standing for the national Ran anthem. Ran a solid 40, Fantone did. <laughs> he did. Dude, yeah, dude, it was Schlitz Malt Liquor, but like, um, if it's me, I'm still standing for the national anthem, but am I going and putting my hand on those guys? Probably, and I know that's a little bit of a cop-out, but like, I think you can support those dudes and still stand for the national anthem. Yeah, like, my thing is, like, I, I want to know what the win is. And I, and I keep saying this, like, I don't believe, that, why the protests have annoyed me slightly is that it, they keep happening, and yet there's no further in-depth conversation about inequality in this country. All we do now is just bitch it back and forth about whether or not the athletes should be doing what they do. There's no further conversation. And that part kind of annoys me. All right? So I guess what I've been wondering is, where is the win to where then I can now stand at the stadium when the anthem is being played and not feel like I'm being lumped into the group of evil, backwoods, redneck idiots that 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 don't care about the inequality. I, I don't know if there's ever going to be one thing. I mean, I know I saw something yesterday that said, like, if you were just as concerned about the knee and Eric... Oh God! What was his last name? Eric Gar- Garland. 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 If you if you were concerned about the knee in his back, as you were concerned about the knees on the field, we would have never had this problem. Um, I mean, I think there is at least a part of that, but it, there's no one thing that's going to be like. I mean, I can't remember the last time a police officer, an officer of the law, was found guilty of like murdering someone, and maybe that would be at least a pin. South Carolina, right? Of, of they charge that guy of, of moving it towards. But I mean, maybe, I'm pretty sure they charge that guy. Maybe you need to see more of that. Maybe, again, I'm pretty sure of it. It's one case out of how many. So there, there is an argument. Case, cases of justice where it feels like you know hasn't been served. I mean, I understand why it's people look at it and say, well, this is just happening again. All right. Okay. I um now the Steelers then Mike Tomlin and I heard him say it straight to the camera. We have decided as a team that we're going to take ourselves out of the conversation. We're going to remove the politics from this. We're going to stay in the tunnel. Now one of their guys came out. Alejandro Villanueva, who did serve his country, came out of the tunnel, put his hand over his heart, helmet in the left arm there, addressed the flag and respectfully stood. And Mike Tomlin's now ripping him. He said, like I said, I was looking for 100% participation. We were going to be respectful of our football team, Tomlin said. I don't like that. I, I, dude, like, yeah, you got to be careful with that. If, if, if other teams and everybody's going to get the back of guys who want to kneel and point this stuff out, then you got to be okay with the guy standing there with his, heart, with his hand over his heart too, right? I don't want, yeah, I don't want this to be 100%. I want this to be you do what you feel like is appropriate. If you, as the as as a as a football player, want to go stand hand on your heart and 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 dude sing along with it, dude, go do that. I I support that one hundred percent. But if you don't want to, who am I to tell you you have to? You know the NFL is in a tough spot here because they make the they make money off the military. If they didn't make money off the military, they would have taken all the dudes off the field and it would be back. There was a time in the NFL where the guys weren't on the field during the anthem. I mean, should patriotism be a part of of sports? sports? I mean, pro. Obviously, people are like, no, you can't be negative. But I mean, should you be should you be like out there? I mean, you can make the argument that every do not everybody that watches this stuff or goes to the events is from here. No, and certainly not everyone who plays in these leagues are from here. But I don't have a problem with it. I think there should be some pride and patriotism. I think there should be like it's okay because because in the perfect world, yes, I'm going to play the national anthem. If you don't want to be a part of it, don't be a part of it. It's it's okay. Yeah, I um, 
I, I wonder what the end game's going to be for the NFL on this. I'm very actually interested to see the start of the NBA season because there's actually people are sending me the, like the, this this copy and pasted thing from the NFL rule book that says they they must do this, they must do that. Well, the commissioner of the league has told these guys they can do it. So whatever the the rule book says, Roger Goodell has weighed in and said that you're allowed to do this now. But the NBA actually has a rule on its books and they execute that rule. Like you're not allowed to do this, but I'm willing to bet you're going to see that change this season because of the NFL thing that's happening. Yeah, that 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 picture that everyone's sharing on Facebook saying page 62 of the NFL rule it's wrong. Book, it's it's false. That is not true. That's fake news right there. We looked into it. That's not true. So uh, <laughs> I think I think the NBA is going to have to make a decision. MLB had their first kneeler. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. So and here's the thing, though, is if you're going to come off on this high horse of like, nope, I'm never watching NFL football again, dude. Are you watching the Indians playoff right, run, dude? You're cutting you're cutting corners off of your life right here. That's why I try not to protest. And that's why I try not to be like boycott. That's why I try not to be that guy because, dude, I know I don't have the wherewithal in me to, to not buy or use products that advertise with the NFL. I know I can't do that. I know I can't do that. I, I, like to, I, like, I would love to, but I can't. I like guys who are like, never watching the Browns again, but you're going to continue to watch other NFL games. Like, well, I'm never buying Pepsi again, but you're going to keep buying Diet Pepsi. I think Mr. Pepsi's okay with that. Like, yeah. I, I think he's okay with again, that. Again, dude, the, the companies that those big brands end up owning and their reach is far beyond what most people are capable of living without. Um, I, I, I just... It's unfortunate, man, but these things are... This is the way it works. That The point of this is to make you uneasy. That's the point of it. So if that's what you're mad about, then, I mean, they are kind of... I just This is what I want to know. Is awareness enough? If awareness is enough, then what they're doing is working. I think, if action is what you're looking for, this is not causing action. I, I think at the very least... Awareness is the first step. Is it enough? Probably not. But is it the first step? I, just, I would like to see the follow-up. I want to see the action happen. And what I would tell the people who are so mad about them protesting is, help them get the action, and then the protests will stop. Oh, I think there's people who disagree that, that what they're protesting, the concept of inequality when it comes to African Americans, or police violence when it comes to African Americans, plenty of people deny that that exists. I believe that inequality is a lot like most of the world's major problems. It's real. It's probably... I don't want to say over-exaggerated because that sounds mean, but it's unfairly highlighted on Twitter. But um, it is absolutely part of this country. It's hard to grasp. It's hard to fathom. It's one of those things that, especially if you aren't a victim it, of it. A part of it. Like yeah, NASCAR I mean, saying, dude, we're not going to do this. And I was like, well, yeah, dude, NASCAR drivers and their wives and their kids aren't dealing with this on a day-to-day basis like the way NFL players are, the way NFL or NBA players are. They're not. They're just not. And they're looking to increase their ratings brand by saying, hey, look, you don't like that? Well, we're not going to do it over here, which is placating you on another reason and playing you to try to pull you over to their side. And that's why I won't fall for it. That's where, that right there is why I won't fall for it. Walmart wants access into your house. You won't believe why. We'll give you this next on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry, Matt Fantone. Just kiss your fruit cakes. The Stansberry Show. Chilling in the studs with my dudes. On Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Stansbury here for Stark County's largest pre-owned car dealer, and that's the Wakeham Auto Family. If you hit up their website, wakeham.com, that's W-A-I-K-E-M.com, you'll see there. They have over 500 pre-owned vehicles for you to choose from. So no matter what it is you're looking for, price range, make, model, year, does not matter. The Wakeham Auto Family can find you the car you're looking for. In addition to the Wakeham Auto Family being Stark County's largest pre-owned dealer, they are... Rock. 106.9. 
106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We still have those Hall of Fame City Comic Con tickets. We'll pass those out here momentarily. I am on record being a pretty lazy person. All right, I outsource a lot of my work that uh, that a lot of people consider chores of their life. Um, boy, oh boy! And didn't we just read an article like I don't know two weeks ago that said you know what you need to do if you want to be a happier person. Hire people to do stuff for you. Don't do your own laundry. That's a waste of your time. You're right. Hire we did somebody do else to do that. Don't you know? Don't don't clean your car yourself. Hire somebody to do that. That's a waste of your time. Stansbury does all those things. Happiest guy I know. There you go. I'm just pure joy. <laughs> just joy, dude. Look I'm, at it. I'm over pure there. joy. Just, but I do. I outsource things. I have um. I have a woman who comes in and cleans the apartment like once a month. I, uh, which, you know, don't get me wrong. I try to pick it up here and there, but I don't really. But I have a woman that comes in and cleans it once a month. I, uh, I outsource my laundry. I have that done by somebody else. And so I'm willing to do some things. But Walmart's out to, like, have access to your house, and they're banking on your laziness to do it, and okay. I don't like it. Okay. All right? So what they're looking to do is deliver groceries to your house. Now, that's not new. Grocery yeah. delivery's been a thing since, like, the 70s. It's been out forever. I mean, we're getting more and more, like, easy to do because yeah. of technology. And, I mean, Cheaper and yeah, all. Yeah, but, okay. So the way it works is they want to do a straight-to-your-fridge service. And what they're going to do is they're going to install cameras in your house and a special, like, thing for your doorknob, and you go online... You order your groceries, the delivery person comes to your house and uses a one-time access code, enters your home, and puts your groceries away in your fridge for you, and then walks back out. You're able to watch the whole thing happen through the app on your phone, and I don't like it. Yeah, I don't know about that. I can't imagine that this is a good idea, right? No, but it seems like an inevitable idea at this point, right? I mean, like, is this really going to be enough to is 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 our hesitation right now really going to be enough to like stop the, 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 this tide from rolling in? I don't know. Yeah, it, that's a that, that's a fair point because because I mean, let's think about it. Just make it easier, man, and I'll do it. Twenty years ago, if you would if somebody would have said, "Yo, just call someone off the internet to give you a free or to give you a ride somewhere. You would have been nuts. No, right. no, I'm not getting some dude's Buick. No, I'm that, not doing that. That's that, absolutely asinine. That's of fair. Of course not. So that like, is totally fair. 20 years from now, it's going to be like, well, yeah, you let the Walmart guy in. I think the better fix, although it's probably too expensive, is refrigerated box sent to my house like packing, like don't they, they, they can pack things in dry ice, right? Because yeah. I know like I order pizza from Lou Malnati's in Chicago like, um, and they ship it to my house. Like those uh, those blue apron things you see where they send you the food in the mail? Yeah, they have those. Um, And I would think that'd probably be cheaper and, 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 and then paying somebody to go in there and deliver it to you. But that's a convenience thing because now you know, oh, it's okay if something happens after work because I don't have to be home by five o'clock because you, 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 there's only so much coolness that's going to come from a cooler. You know what I'm saying? Unless you have like a Yeti out there, something that's, yeah. that's, high, that's high quality. I mean, do you put milk in there? Right. Like, How long are you going to let that go on a 90 degree day? Yeah, you can't let that. I just, I don't want strangers in my house. I don't, I don't want my friends in my house. I don't want it either. But dude, I mean, the 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 Walmart, um, the Walmart expansion, why not? I mean, like they're going to do it. I know this is going to catch on because people are going to be like, yeah, dude, why well, they already. I mean, they have e-fridges that take stock of what's in your fridge and it like then emails the store and tells them what you 
I, I think Walmart really should, and at this point, I'm sure they are, like really has to start thinking about like expanding that footprint. Because let's be real, within 25, 30, 50 years, there's only going to be like seven brands left on the face of the planet. And, I'll take the and, under. And, and really, when, I'll when, take the under. when Amazon buys Target, it's going to be Walmart versus Target, Tar- Targazon or whatever they call it. <laughs> and it's going to be the clash of the two titans there. And those are the only stores we're going to have options of. Um, but like, why doesn't Walmart, why don't they get on, on, on large appliances, refrigerators, washers, stuff like that? Why doesn't Walmart have a doctor? Why doesn't Walmart sell cars? Why doesn't Walmart have like a full body auto auto shop in the back? Well, Walmart doesn't sell cars because Wakeham is Stark County's oh, largest pre-owned yeah, dealership. Yeah, yeah. So you buy a car from Wakeham. Well, that's where you buy your well, cars. All right. So 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 Wakeham that's, holds down Stark that's County. That's why. I'm just saying the rest of the world, Walmart. It just, well, you it, don't limit Craig Wakeham. Maybe he wants to expand the Wakeham, <laughs> the Wakeham you know Wakeham. Enterprise shop worldwide, baby. <laughs> Fair. Yeah. Fair. So, that's dude, that, that's why Walmart doesn't sell cars. But, but all those things, if CVS can have a nurse practitioner in there, why doesn't Walmart? Why don't they? I mean, they have what? They have the uh, they have the eye place. They, they, you can get glasses there. You can get right. your nails done there. Right. You, they mean, have subways in there. Why don't they open up a bank? You know what I'm saying? First bank of Walmart. Ah, bro, I don't like it. I, but I don't necessarily love it either. But and to, they don't have a bank because CSE Federal <laughs> Credit Union is where you go to do your banking. <laughs> Jesus, Fanto just trying to stick it in the side of all my advertisers i can't have it buy a car at wakeham open up an account at cse and i'll be here forever and then star (laughs) county's just happy you're just happy let's send you to the hall of fame city comic-con that's actually this saturday fantone and i both will be there saturday from three to five we'll send you with a pair of tickets right now 1-800-243-7625 we're looking for caller 15 on those and fantone there's a statue going up that i guarantee you never comes back down we'll give you that next on rock 106.9 Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. Miss anything from this morning? Podcast it at WRQK.com. By the way, today's show flew by for us. dude. Jeez. This is it. This is the end of it. So for the past past couple of months, it's quieted down now, but there was a lot of dust up over the removal of uh, Confederate statues in this country. And I had said during the time, I was like, you know what? I'm like, I don't know if any human being through and through meets the qualifications of what it would mean to have a statue to, that should be there forever. I think most human beings probably have a little bit of things inside of them or that or actions that probably aren't worthy of that, right? And that if we really start to go all the way through, it's like, well, who really matches up? Probably nobody's my estimation. But there's a statue that uh, is surrounding uh, something that happened here locally that I believe is rightful and will stand forever. Right. And that's the statue to create the honor um, of uh, Canton Police K-9 Officer Jethro, who was shot and killed in the line of duty. He's finally at home in the Police K-9 Association Memorial Cemetery. The Utah sculptor Lena made the life-size statue of Jethro. The statue was a surprise to his partner, Officer Ryan Davis. Fantone and I both went to the memorial of Jethro, and that was an emotional day. The three-year-old German Shepherd was investigating with Davis when he was shot during a break-in at a grocery store Back in January of 2016, he had then died the following day. The statue created in his memory will now be the centerpiece of the newly designed police canine dog cemetery. It's almost two years ago, dude. That's crazy to think. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, wow, uh, that is crazy. January of 06. That was literally almost two years ago at this point. So I just goes to show you, I mean, how quick time moves. Feels like yesterday. I know. Um, it, you know, it, this is obviously a great tribute to, you know, a very worthy cause. And like, yeah, dude, this is, this is appropriate. And I, I fully support it. Does it say where this is? What, I mean, like where I can go see this or I am. Um, it, it tells it, it all, all, 
this Fox 8 report says the statue um, is now in the police canine dog cemetery, but I don't know. I'm, I apologize. I do not know exactly. I don't know if that that's is. a national place or if that's somewhere in Canton or Stark County or in the area or anything like that. I do know um, that this year at the uh, uh, fallen uh, Stark County Fallen Officers Memorial, they introduced a new uh, um, I don't want to say a plaque or it's not a statue either, but like a new uh, statue of sorts, I guess, to kind of you know, right out front there. Yeah, to tribute, yeah, I saw that as in tribute to the animals that have lost their life in the line of duty. So, you know, I mean, yes, that's a great thing. And I, I fully support this. I think it's awesome. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Tomorrow on the program is New Tour Tuesday, nine o'clock. You're getting new Macklemore featuring Kesha. You'll also get some new Bob Seeger out of that and new Lincoln Park. One more light is uh, part of that as well. And I believe we actually have found another local and uh, also tomorrow on the program more tickets for the factory of terror uh, factory of terror we'll have more hall of fame city comic-con tickets as well and another pair of tickets to see brett michaels out at the hard rock roxino that show late december aside from that we're done for the day be back at it live tomorrow morning 6 a.m on rock 106.9 have a great afternoon see you dan stansbury matt fantone just kiss your fruit pigs the stansbury show chilling in the studes with my dudes on Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for North Canton Collision. The folks you call if you've been in a collision, big or small. So if some idiot is smashed into you in traffic, get your car back to its original condition with North Canton Collision's state-of-the-art paint technology. And my buddies Jeff, Alex, Woody, or Jason are happy to take your call for a free no-cost estimate at 330-499-5171 or you can find them online at Canton Collision.